to the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob, for old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet ya. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Hello everybody and welcome to Comics in Motion TV and Movie Reviews, which are shows based on comic books. Hostile Takeover Edition. This is not Chris Phelps. This is not Diamond Dave Horrocks. It's Tony Freena. It's Spider Dan. It's Officer Fucking Down. 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 Are you in Slipknot, Dan? I might as well be. I mean, this film. This film is basically a Slipknot film, isn't it? It is. What? It's got almost all of all of the members of Slipknot in it in some capacity. I think crazy, right? What a crazy thing to do. And Alison Lohman, for some reason. Yeah, uh, I was like, okay, hey, I, this I, is I, her I, final film before she retired. Really? Yes. Wow. Maybe, maybe she went. I, I've I've peaked. This is it. I'm done. I can't, I can't She's get any like, better. Drag me to hell, matchstick man. Drag me yeah. to hell. Officer done. down. It's officer, it's officer damn done. Yeah, this is her final film. I I mean you know, I mean I mean to be fair, like Drag Me to Hell. I, I can't remember if I watched the whole film, but I remember <laughs> enjoying the the Sam Raiminess of it all, the madness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is kind of similar. And again, uh, Glenn Howerton as well from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, next? yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. This, right. Bizarre. Yeah. He's but we don't see his face, right? No, no. He's a, he's the one who speaks to the Mother Supreme, the English man. Oh, you're right. That's right. Yeah. He, he's not one of the Fortune 500, right? He, but he's in it yeah. for like half a minute. Yeah. Yeah. He gets yeah, that's killed right. yeah, almost from, immediately. Yeah, almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> So people wanted to show up and be in this movie. I'm assuming Glenn probably got a, a producer credit or something to show up. Say, maybe I, I, if, I think I read the IMDb. I think they were filming Always Sunny, like nearby or in the... Oh, and he just... The, oh, so like, yeah. And they were like, are you are you doing anything today? And he was like... It's oh, clearly a day. He was clearly yeah. there oh, for a day. Oh, absolutely. He was, ne- he was not there any longer than that. <laughs> no, no. Well, so we are here to do the 2016 action thriller directed by Sean Crahan. Officer Down. Now, last week on Indie Comics Spotlight, mm. Spider-Yan and I did a deep dive into that. And so today we're here to do the film adaptation. So we are going to follow the film adaptation rules of that. And at the end, we will be giving a Comics in Motion rating. And so, mm. Spider-Yan, I will do the Dave and do the opening so I can ask you one of my favorite, the things I've been waiting for a week for weeks to ask Ooh. you since we've agreed to do this. Okay. Officer Down begins with a voiceover from... A, an LAPD officer talking about justice and the American way and why he cares about crime. Cut to <laughs> officer down, going down on a fully nude woman, and he brings her to 13 consecutive at- orgasms. So, Dan, what do you hmm. make to the opening of this film? <laughs> um, I, and I is love the- Chris Phelps sad that he's not watched it? Um, definitely. definitely. I think so. I think, I mean, I mean, I think Chris needs to, I mean, from, from what I've heard, I think he needs to work on his technique anyway. So I think this is a good instructional video for him. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> so he can, he can practice other love apart from self-love, which that's he, right. Yeah. He does love. Uh, so, so yeah, I think, um, the animated opening, the, the noirish kind of voiceover. Voiceover. I'm officer down. 
Very I'm that, right? Down. Yeah. Officer yeah. Down. I'm yeah. Officer Down. LA's motherfucking slime. All of the slime all over this, yeah. this city. This city that I love. She is my woman. I must yeah. look after her. It's, it's very Frank Miller. It's so very, good. It absolutely sets it up. Um, you've got all this, this animation, which is like, yeah, this is going to be mental. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be like a cartoon. It kind of says to me, this is going to be a living cartoon, like a violent one, but it's going to be a cartoon. And then again, straight into again how the book starts. And again, I I uh, I read the the backup in the in the book that we read, the comic book. It has the script. It has some yeah. interviews with the writer. So Casey came on as the screenwriter for this. So he he'd never done a screenwriting. He'd never been a screenwriter before. So he was like, this is a really interesting challenge. I'm going to try and adapt it as closely as I can. But even he said, this is thin. The book is yeah. thin. The yeah. original book is thin. So I'm going to have to expand this or do this or change that or rework So he things. moved it from seven mind-blowing orgasms to 13. That's the first to, first thing he had to do to make that longer. He had to up the ante. He had to up the ante, and he sure did. So, so yeah. So And again, all those kind of influences we talked about in the previous podcast kind of pay dividends a little bit because, again, the, all of these ideas, the way the comic book was made, the way it's structured – is kind of celebrating those kind of films. So for it to translate into film, it kind of, it kind of, I don't think it's perfect by by any stretch, but if you're looking for an insane action film, comic book movie you've never seen before, like this is, this is the one for you. So yeah, 13 orgasms. It's unlucky for some, but I don't think it was unlucky for her. No. And it was just such an odd, I mean this, and that woman, she's only then again in it and you only hear her later because later, um, when Officer Gable, who's got a who's got a more beefed up role, as you said, uh, Casey mm. wrote the took the comic script, turned it into a screenplay, and was like, "Well, that's not long enough." Even Corman would say this is too short. <laughs> um, he Corman would never say that. Carver would never yeah. say a movie was too short. That's fine. Let's just uh, Corman well, actually sometimes well, <laughs> to make a movie shorter, he would actually speed the film up. Yeah, that that does not surprise <laughs> me. Um, Coleman would never say this movie is too inexpensive either. He would no, never say that. If he, he could save any money, not. he would do he that. Will. He would have loved that opening scene, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, all in, of I'm that, in. This is, I mean, this is Corman to me, as you know, my love of Corman. And I know it's such a, he's, this is it. Like nudity for no reason. The sex scene makes no sense. And the sex scene in the original comic, it's shot for shot, that same mm. thing. Mm. They They take out the line where in the comic, the woman says, "What do you smell?" Because he's dead, right? So he's yes. he's they just they 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 don't let yeah. you know what's happening as much Not just here. Yet. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. I'm okay with that. You didn't need that joke. Yeah, but, it's, uh, I mean, I, I yeah, I I, th I think it was fine. You know, it was I, that is it is kind of a weird line that anyway. I think yeah. after you've just you've just had sex with yeah. somebody or or had yeah. sexual activity, like what's yeah. that weird smell? But yeah, again, that's referencing that there is a weird smell every time he's there or he's brought back yeah. from the dead. There's right. this odd smell that you get used to. Yeah, um, right, which they bring up in the comic they do talk and, about in, it. and in the movie yeah. as well. Yeah, so so anyway, so it opens up the exact same way. So again, what do you make to the opening of this movie? I just can't wait, couldn't wait to ask, what do you make to the opening of this movie? And Chris Phelps, <laughs> what do you, Chris Phelps is like, officer down. It's yeah, on it's, Tubi, it's on Hoopla, it's everywhere. It's easy to find. It's, it's a movie that they are desperate for you to watch. So absolutely, um, absolutely. if you want to watch it without commercials, Hoopla Digital, all you need is a library card. But if you want to watch it with, I'm sure, commercials for, I'm assuming, some sort of ED medication because it's this <laughs> – um, 
uh, please feel free. Cause that's what I'm assuming is what would advertise during this, or it's like some sort of testosterone manly man. Look at you, manly men, men doing things. But again, this comic, this movie knows what it is. Kim Coates plays officer down. And mm-hmm. um, as we've discussed, Shakespearean actor um, mm-hmm. in lots of things. It, people know him. He was in the last boy scout. He was in sons of anarchy. He was, he, he was in battlefield earth. Mm. He is an, he is an actor's actor, but he's got a look. He's got that, um, the creepy eyes, <laughs> which is disappointing <laughs> because they keep him covered up with the sunglasses the whole time, right? But like Kim Coates, I, I, don't, I don't know if I don't know if any actors want to be be called the guy with the creepy eyes. Uh, wonderful, but he does. I love that. But yeah, he, he does. does yeah. Yeah. That's why he plays a good baddie. Like he's terrifying. Mm. Like he's I got would say, that. I would say he's got piercing eyes, like piercing, piercing. blue. Let's say well, that. Neil, Let's like, say that. Neil McDonough is the same yeah. way, right? Yeah, piercing McDonough, blue eyes plays a lot of plays, villains. Well, and that you know why that is. I actually know why. He refuses to do uh, sex scenes. He won't even kiss on screen. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's like, could... no, no. He said when I got married, this is him mm. saying when I got married. Mm. I said these lips are, and that's weird as an actor to say I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I always think I mean, acting is weird. Like this opening sure. scene. Yeah, for, for actors that will be that will be weird. Yeah, that's and... a weird thing. So that's why Neil McDonough <laughs> plays villains because he won't do those scenes. That's fair enough. You know, if he if he feels uncomfortable with something, he should you know be able to express yeah. that. I think all actors should be able to say if I'm not I'm not quite feeling this or it's not yeah. right or you know I'm comfortable. You know, fair enough. And if he doesn't want to do that, fair play. I think he's a very yeah. good actor. He's a very good voice actor as well. He was yeah, the, for sure. He was Bruce Banner in the '90s Incredible Hulk cartoon, and he's yeah. like I always I always remember him screaming. I was always that's always like yeah. that's in it's like Xavier screaming in the animated series of the X Men. I always recall those screams for some reason. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I you know it's fine. But yeah, I think he does have those piercing blue eyes, and yeah, he's a little bit. But I guess again, it's that the going for that that Judge Red thing again. They are, which is take, why you can't see him without the without the glasses on. Because and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But yeah, no, I think Coates knows the assignment. He's having all the fun. And as we said, um, Officer Introduction, Officer Exposition is Gable, mm. played by Tyler Ross. He's he's been given more to do. What do you make to the expansion of him and like his walkthrough? How would Andy feel about his? about um, the exposition coming this way it's it's a lot more detailed than in the comic does it work yeah, or not sure. work so so with that expansion there comes with with kind of a lot of co- other cops are quite judgmental of him which is interesting yeah. like they're they're going well we put our lives on the line and we never come back why should you know why should he get the chance to to come back and to to live again you know it's not honorable it's you know we know what we're signed up for we know what the risks are and we're going to do it but even then they're like oh we're not going to go in we're just going to let him die and get shot and killed uh, and gable comes in I'll, I'll be honest i think the film makers are not interested in those scenes with gable and the cops i i feel like they're not though those are the scenes they don't want to shoot they're like we're gonna have to shoot these scenes because it would it would be a tv pilot if it if they didn't it'd be 50 minutes long yeah yeah exactly right and i i don't know if maybe casey had the best maybe I like the idea and I like the the premise and that he's like a rookie and he's like, everything's got to be, it, it, if it's not right, it's wrong. There can't be any, you know, moral grays. It's, right. it's you know, like you were saying, Mr. Mr. Washington goes to Washington. Yeah, who he is. He is 100% yeah. the Mr. Smith of this. 
absolutely and and there is you know there is gray areas and again he goes drinking with the cops and he you know he kind of understands them a bit more but he has this kind of uh, you know affinity for officer down whatever it is he kind of can't explain it really um but he has he has this thing with him where he's like i i he is still a cop he's mm-hmm. a cop's a cop i'm a cop you're a cop we're all cops even if we're you know freaks of science and frankensteinian you know with a cop is a cop and again it's i think it's that thing i was talking about is the the emotional heart of the story is that he's being used as a tool right to to by the police by the government by whoever by you know by the by um uh, was it Ria, Ria Morales uh, or you know uh, Miles Morales's mom in Spider Verse? She plays the she plays the commissioner in this. She does, yeah, Chief Berenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't remember. I can't remember Luna the name. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. wonderful. She was in Dexter and some other stuff as well. Uh, she's wonderful. And somehow in she's in this. Yeah, but again, I, I like this because because <laughs> in the. Yeah. It's random, but there you go. Uh, but that's my that's my comic book connection brain. Yeah, going yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um. So it's and in the comic, like she was an old black guy. You know. Yeah, yeah. The commissioner was an old black guy, so I I quite like that. They you know they introduce they introduce even more female characters into it as well, which I like. Those characters, I'm sure we'll get onto. But yeah, for me, for me, these are the scenes where I'm I I I know that the filmmakers aren't interested, and I feel like they're not interested, so I'm not really interested in them. I think the actors are fine; they do well. I think they're shot well enough, but there's there's a disconnect for me because it's I think the the it's a film of two halves. The the halves where it's office down, fantastic, just like the book, exactly how I would envision them made and and recorded and you know put on screen. But this other half where I'm like fuck me can we get back we get to officer down like yeah. you you need to beef up that side of the script to match the original concept and i almost in some ways they're playing it maybe a bit too straight i think i think they need to kind of you know be as ridiculous or as silly and then it would kind of match but we go from these scenes of just like oh yeah He's a dead officer. Why do you care? Let's keep drinking. Oh, you can't yeah. drink, rookie. You know, oh, you don't understand things. This is how this works. You know, you know, he's he's getting, you know, told off by the commissioner. And I'm like, yeah, it's the cliches. I get the cliches, but it's not. It's not, not played good. for laughs. Yeah, the, exactly. the cliches. If you're going to lean into the cliche, you got to do it. Like the guys just did Last Action Hero, which was my pick for VHS Strikes Back. Sure. Right. That was it. Like the the the. Everything in that was played for laughs. Like it, it knew what it was. It was ramped up to eleven. Yeah. Like you hire the right actors to do the things to mm-hmm. to make fun of themselves. That's why it works. The screaming commissioner shatters yeah. the window in that. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. The the cartoon police cat. You know. Right. All that. Exactly. That so, that all as a film. I love that film, and it works for that. I think it came. This out is of, missing that. Yeah, this is missing that because they go into the police station and it's just as cartoony as the rest of that because he's gone into the film. He's gone right. into the film. He's in the film. It's a. It's we know it's a cartoon world. There's a cartoon cat in it, which indicates yeah. it's a cartoon world. You know, and and you know that or even the boring bits like his his daughter is like a almost like a swimsuit model when yeah. when in reality she wouldn't be necessarily. And and yeah, and that's it. And unfortunately, because because we just we're taking it far too seriously and again i I know a lot of comic books can can balance the the because you've got to kind of have the mundane a little bit like you've got to have the rick jones is a country singer but then when he puts the when he puts the bengals together he transforms into he swaps places with captain marvel and goes into space and fights thanos you know we 
there is there is a way to do that and unfortunately that's n not what the film that these guys wanted to make even though the script said it right and has has put those in yeah i i just i think that section of the film is mishandled unfortunately. And, it, and it accounts for about 30 percent of the film so that is yeah that is the problem so the other agreed all of that is agreed because the rest yeah. of it is the same we get we get the Fortune 500. I appreciate that they have one of the Fortune 500 is played by a woman. I thought that was yeah, funny. It's clearly cool. a woman inside mm -hmm. there, you know. And then when the when the uh, masseuses come in to go down on them all, mm -hmm. they all get pleasured. You know that still works. Like that yeah. scene still works. All yeah, of yeah. it's there. It was Absolutely. clearly they weren't. She wasn't the woman who's doing the voice. Uh, Lindsay Pulpisher. She wasn't trying to play it as a as a man. They were obviously no. making the tiger. It's fine. So Lion, Tiger, and Vulture are ridiculous. All of that was great. Those performances were like up to a million. The director played Lion, right? Yep. I mean, it was all of that great. The extra addition of, and then we get we get uh, Grandmaster or Zen. <laughs> you want to do that? Grandmaster Flash. Doing every time. <laughs> super spectacular. Because again, I'm a child of the of a certain era, and I grew sure, up with, sure. with Grandmaster. No, fair enough. So, um, but the but uh, the person who plays Zen Master Flash is great. And so then the addition of the nuns. There's this whole mm. other plot mm. with these um these uh, Mother Superior, and this is where Allison Loman comes in for no yes. reason. Um, and they are gun running nuns. And that's yeah. where um your your boy from uh from Always Sunny shows oh, up. Always Sunny, yeah, Glenn yeah, Howerton, yeah. yeah. So this, he, he, one of this, my favorite actors who can just portray rage on screen in such when, an entertaining way. When he loses way. his mind, yeah. yeah. When he loses his mind is fantastic. He plays an English guy who's trying to kind of it's that one where we've got to do business. My boss thinks you can do it for cheaper, you know. Right. Yeah. Clear. Clearly, he's about to be murdered by the people he's trying to negotiate Which with. 100% happens. He's called Dominic in this. And so that extra stuff, that mm. 25 minutes yes. really works. Yeah, exactly. I really love that edition of The Nuns. I like the look of them. The acting is not necessarily great, but is that I feel like some of the bad acting is bad acting. Some of the acting is bad acting on purpose. I feel like the yeah. Mother Superior character that was like mm. going over the top. She was playing a Corman villain yeah. like i mean i was here for it um what did you make of the, what do you think of the of adding the nun plot i um i loved it i uh i i think it adds a lot of kind of again I, i'm i'm a fan of non-sploitation uh, yes. uh, uh so i i like when nuns are used in ridiculous fashion yeah um and you're like you know overtly sexy or violent i love it um it's very silly and stupid to me i, I, don't, I don't know why I, I have such a fascination with it but um, but yeah, absolutely. I like the the religious allegory, the nuns with guns thing going on as well. Um, I, th I think the actors are very good. They look great as well. Those outfits, you know, I think maybe I've got a bit of a nun fetish. Maybe, maybe. I think this is maybe wow. deep down because I thought the ac the actresses look very good in those nun outfits. Um, that, might, that might be something about me. I'll, I'll speak to my therapist <laughs> about that. Okay, yeah, um, we'll put that on the agenda. But uh, I'll put I'll put that I'll put a pin in that for the moment. Yeah, <laughs> but. But no, I, I loved it. I thought it again. It was an additional action scene. It added a bit more. It gave Gable a bit more to do. It kind of spread out his story a bit more. Um, and again, we have more glorious action, more one-liners. Um, you know, and and again, like he needs kind of <clears throat> what's really good in this is some of the kind of effects and things that they're doing. Like with Officer Down, he's almost like he's possessed. Almost, yeah, the he, way that Coates he, plays him. Yeah, he's very, he's definitely, Coates is playing him as Frankenstein's monster. He's he's hmm. very much, I, I I like possessed. I would have gone with puppet. Yeah, 
like I'm like yes. he's very yeah, yeah. yeah very marionette yeah. yeah yeah but there's there's these moments where he's like shaking uncontrollably yeah. like brrr, you know all this sort of stuff and and there's some like effects on the voice like Mother Supreme has this kind of booming you know supernatural voice and and also Zen Master Flash oh wonderfully wonderfully <laughs> his dubbing isn't correct like a kung fu film which oh, absolutely amazing. fits that character and the Wonderful actor uh, i've never seen him before sana ayambe mm, to wonderful. do that work to do oh. it like to do the thing because if so like at first Zen master flash is talking and there's subtitles and he's like fuck subtitles and then you realize like oh it's going to keep going <laughs> and they have a different person Mm. There's a different actor, Philip Phil Morris is his name, who does his English dub voice. So that guy is doing this acting, like saying nonsense. He's like not even saying words, but he's mm. acting his fucking ass off. Absolutely. And and ADR, like ADRing for a film, like if the sound isn't very good, you'll come back, you'll re-record the yeah. dialogue. Like that's a skill in itself. And I've always said, like, if you're gonna do bad acting or bad, you know. If you, if you want to do it well, you've got to be a great actor to do that. So to yeah. do, to not, to do, be an ADR actor and not match your voice up with what's being said on screen must be a challenge. Like, yeah. it must be like, it must mess their brains up to, to go, oh no, I can't match it perfectly. You know, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Phil Morris, who does the voiceover. Yeah. I mean, that he's awesome. And it really, he, because he has to look at what Ayambi's doing. And figure out the tone because I'm assuming. I mean, maybe he was on set, maybe he wasn't. But regardless, he's just looking at the dailies. He's like, okay, shit. Hmm. And it's really, I think it's really good. There are so many bad ADR. Like, there's so much. Like when you watch the old anything with Lou Ferrigno that was shot in Italy, for example. Poor Hmm. Lou. He didn't know that his. You know. Yeah. He didn't know they weren't using his voice in those Hercules movies. Like that, he didn't know till he showed up. Him, David Prowse, kid from Superman. All the same thing. You show up to watch your movie and you're like, wait, <laughs> uh, what? What happened? Um, poor Lou, you know, because he's yeah. given it his all. His Her- Those canon Hercules films are amazing. He's am- I'm a big Lou Frigno fan. And, and that was not fair to him. And especially because of, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't because of his disability. Nobody in those Hercules films voices are used. No, well, that's Italian filmmaking. They right, don't. Exactly. They don't record audio on the day, like when they were doing Suspiria, for example, Dario yeah. Argento's yeah, Suspiria. Yeah. They were building the set next door, so there's somebody with a hammer, like going yeah. away, yeah, like carpenters going away, so they can't actually record it because it would just all be noise. Right. So they uh, do again, it after. Yeah. I, I love I love Italian filmmaking. I love Japanese filmmaking, and it's some of the most, like you said, Gonzo weird, wacky stuff, and yeah. and that's what I love. And 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 you know, there's there's some influence from both of those cultures. They love that well. exactly. This movie. It, it it leans hard into all of that stuff, right? Because again, with Italian filmmaking too, there's there's no copyrights, mm, so there's like exactly. almost a shot for shot. I can't think what it's called. There's like a shot for shot version of Alien. It's I think like, that I, I think that one is called Terminator Two. Is that okay? Yeah, because right. it's got because it's got it's got a, a Terminator face on the poster, but it's okay. also known as Sh- I want to say Shocking Dark. But it is a remake of Aliens. But there is also an Alien Two that they made in Italy. Nice. I think it's I think it's on Earth or something like that. Amazing. So uh, and I'm I'm doing an Alien Month this year, so maybe one of those maybe might, might show turn up. up. I think maybe, maybe it should. Or uh, Life Force. That's a good canon. Ooh, yeah. That's Life a, that's a, a shit. I've actually read the the book that that's based upon. That's, yeah. That that I, was I, a, I, that was a heavy lift. But all <laughs> of that to say, this movie knows that it's that. 
Just yeah. like the comic book knew what it was. And so this movie is having fun. I couldn't agree with you more. I do think what they what they missed, because you bring in a good actor, really good actor, to play the mm. chief, and then you've got Gable giving him – you didn't need the rest of the cops. They yeah. get in the way. Those two yeah. can be our POV. They are the POV characters in the comic, mm. and it could be they couldn't afford her for more than a couple of days, and so they needed to give somebody else Maybe. a thing. Like They're like, well, shit, she's going to – and she's third billing in this, you know, and she's yeah. barely in it. But – that could be, we don't know. We don't know why she wasn't used no. that way. And they do bring in, the, and yeah, the, there's a whole, we're in a bar drinking scene that went on way too long. And yeah. and again, it's an it's an hour and 28 minutes with, and then with also, credits, also it's with, an hour 20, yeah. but it's yeah. still too long in some spots. I, I agree. I agree. I did feel like, especially during those scenes, I was like, I'm looking at my phone. I'm not, I'm not watching yeah. it. I'm just like, not interested. I'll wait till the next action sequence yeah. or, or the bit that's in the comic. That's when I'll know. And this time, I I watched the, I actually watched the film first. That's what you I, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it was in. I was like I was like fucking hell. I don't remember this in the comic. Right. <laughs> like, and well, and so I did comic movie and then went back and read mm. the comic because comic is so quick. Mm. And so that was a that was a fun way to do it because it is and it's one of those things that happens when you do an adaptation, especially the way we're mm. doing it, where we're doing them so close back to back. Sure. Um, that. You'll you read a book and then you watch the movie and then your brain starts to trick yourself into thinking that is canon, whatever yes. it is. Yeah, yeah. And or if you go the other way, if you watch the movie first and then you read the book, you then sometimes think that scene was in the movie, but it wasn't. And so it was Agreed. but again, there's such a short thing. Um, I mean, so anyway, so this is moving along. The rest hmm. of it follows the same officer down goes. Hmm. Uh Zen Master Flash takes him. He goes to go to the prison. We go to the prison. That scene. Wow. Okay. So I'm not an actor, Spider Dan. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this is Gonzo over the top, but there's a lot of like just shooty, shooty violence that we know is just special effects, whatever. But the fight, like, and so far, most of the fight scenes are like comical and over the top and like the fast cut fight scenes. But, but we get to the prison and the beating scene. As not that I'm saying, and I don't know if you've had to beat somebody up on, on camera before or been. What is that? Because that is really intense. And again, this is like really for a silly over the top movie. That's like a, a bit of an intense scene. And it's also pretty good acting. Um, what did you how did you think they like when they when that translated? Because that's such a tight claustrophobic thing. How do you think hmm. it translated? I, th- I think it's I think it still works. I don't think maybe it's as visceral as as the comic because the, the amount of detail in that comic. Again, yeah. the you know, every line has something to say. Um, I don't think it's quite as visceral because they kind of just have him, they kind of just have him lay there, and I I understand you can't have him his arms and legs coming off, his maybe his guts hanging out. That's a lot. There's <laughs> they a lot don't of money. have that kind a, of budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't have a lot of that, and you know they've got they do a lot with what they can, the squibs and everything, and and yeah. the damage. They and do, they're swinging. I think they do, yeah, they have him that. swing. I thought that was really right when he's on yeah. the where he's upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tied up, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, but yeah, um, I, I don't think it translates quite as well because it's it's clearly just a dark room, yeah, and and they're just turning the lights off and just you know shining the lights at some, yeah. They can't they can't obviously afford to film at a prison, so the next scene is down is in the it is in the comic, but it's that kind of stairwell and he's finding yeah. his way up the stairwell, which I really liked in the comic as well, and that work translates quite well. Um, but yeah, I I I don't know if it was quite as Again, they they they're trying to kind of soften soften the character a little bit 
with with Gable being the the softer element, the more sensitive element of right. the story. And again, I'm not sure because again his scenes don't really work that well for me. I don't know if that achieves it as well as actually the book without him. Yeah, weirdly, weirdly, um, it's almost like less is more in a sense. Um, well, it's like Gable is telling us to care yeah. about Officer Down, whereas in the comic, we just care. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of, and that's where the cat he is officer exposition in this way because when the when the when the disabled folks that scene is the same they come and he's yeah, like yeah. let's do it and mm. they actually add a little layer of drama where they're like shut it down shut it down and then they yeah, start yeah. doing the work on their own and it was really good and what it does is officer down then connects with them yes and and like that's what we learned the glitching is earlier it's him having this mind meld with these characters and that's where the, his humanity is coming from here but they show it so yeah. when you see him glitching and then at the end, you could have done the whole thing that just they, those characters, I think you could have gotten there without Gable, but just them. Officer Down is down. Mm. They're like, oh, we lost Officer Down. We can't get him back. But they, these yeah. these, these nonverbal people, mm. they are like, no. And they're like, what's happening? And then, you know, the, the yeah. chief or this mad scientist who's doing the Quincy eating. I love yeah. that. Whenever there's a medical uh, professional <laughs> cop eating a sandwich. I love that. That's like from 19, like Quincy, right? Quincy's always yeah, yeah. eating while he's doing the examination. That's my favorite thing. But when a medical examiner is eating, I'm here for it. Um, So he's doing that scene. So I think you could have done it with, again, without Gable. Just it happens. Yeah. Like you do the same exact thing because you have him do the glitch. So then you yeah. make the connection and you let the audience follow along. You you could even within those glitches maybe go into his mind and mm. he's, spe he's speaking to those people these nonverbal people within his mind are now verbal um and they could have a conversation they could talk or you know they could have instances like what are you doing and they could be like you know an angel or a devil on the shoulder they can say you know don't you want to try arresting them yeah i, I think I, I think there was a, and again you could have had a, just a blank room and added some effects over that it's quite easy to do you're like but a black yeah. box theater and just yeah exactly right right just, yeah just a white room you know paint it white and just have them in this white void talking to each other in in oh i Dan's like that nice mind that's a instead. good that's and, a good save yeah yeah again that and and again like it's weird that you know like we were saying less is more we don't need this like yeah i think you're right i think us us being told to care about officer down and treat him like a human being is actually having the opposite effect mm-hmm because they're they're like it's almost it's like when people tell me to watch a popular film. The more you tell me how popular and how good it is and how great and how award winning and how how it's got great reviews and it's life changing, the less I want to watch it. I'll be honest. Right. Yeah. In, in a way, so it's kind of a bit like that. Um. So yeah. Again and again, you know, they're not interested in shooting those scenes. And if you did that idea, uh, again, I'm not trying to fix the film, but I am. I, I tend to do try and do that. Sure. Um, well, you uh, are a, a dram you know, dramatis personae. Yes, you know. I guess so. I guess so. so. Maybe that's part part of me. <laughs> I've got to work out problems, you know, in the scene yeah. or in a play or try and make it better. I guess I'm always trying to do that. Yeah. So so yeah, the, the and there's there's some interesting things you could have done if it's in his mind, then you can you can show weird and wacky fun things. It doesn't have to be fucking five cops sitting around getting drunk and and talking shit. And and another thing that bothered me is like they were like. Oh, we're, oh, all you cops, you've been drinking really heavily. You better come and help out Officer Down. Yeah. I was like, 
that just that that for me was like I can believe the tigers and lion heads and all this. I'm, other no, I'm weird, for that and the weird, weird they shit. added the gimp. Yeah, yeah, character yeah. too, which was different, and I was like, okay, of course that's what they have. Of course, their messenger sure. is a guy they make dress up in it with a ball <laughs> yeah, bag. The ball and a mouth, yeah. yeah, that I'm there. For, like that was an addition, but that made that was sense. that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and again, and again, they're like, tell me what what you know. Tell me this. Tell, tell me that. that. And the yeah. the fact that he's a messenger but has a ball in it, a ball <laughs> gag, so great, and he has to right? take the ball out as well. Yeah. And again, he and he takes his time because he's he's, he's shackled, so he has to kind of. Yeah waddle towards them very slowly and he's like tell us now you know because that's who they are like tell us now we're in charge we want these things yeah um so yeah that makes sense there, there are elements of this uh that makes that make sense within the the universe from the comic and the and the way it was created but again it's it's those scenes that really like they really start to drag like you said it's a very short film but those scenes i'm like fuck get to it like there are elements where it kind of works again it kind of goes into that when it when it's more related to officer down it's better when basically it's like that homer simpson scene where he's like when poochie's not on screen all the characters should be asking where's poochie you know <laughs> yeah so it's like that so every time he's not on screen i'm like where the fuck is officer down like that that's the, that's the Coates, funny part of it. no it's true the character's so good in coat's performance is yes. amazing he committed to this and i mean this movie this is true according to imdb made 850 dollars at the theater 850 would not surprise me i i mean i'm it's obviously made its money it was the budget was nothing it's made its money back because it was not meant mm. to be released in theaters no. right it was meant to be but, released as but, uh, you know as a streamer in a, in a sense like uh, reading the interview from casey like the book was kind of the same he was like yeah. i just want to do this thing um i just want to put it out it's an experiment. I'll have fun. I'll do what I want to do. The writer, the writer uh, gave it to the artist and he was like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. They did it. And again, not sure if it made that much money or if it had that much of an impact. I'm not sure. Um, or whether it's well remembered, but I remembered it. I enjoyed it. And somebody clearly did. The, the guy Here we are. In, yeah. Neville, Neville Dean of Neville Dean and Taylor and, uh, and the guys at Slipknot, obviously. The Slipknot Neville, guys. Big yeah, yeah. fans. And Neville Dean did Ghost Rider, and they did Crank. You know, he did all. They those did Crank. Things. Oh, right. Okay. I, th I think it's. I think it's Neville. It was either it's Neville Dean and Taylor. I want to say it's Neville Dean and Taylor. Who I want to say it's those guys. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Or the, the yeah the producers. So okay. So yeah, they they are in that kind of crazy, weird, wacky world. If if I'm right, it might be a different Neville Dean, maybe, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, like if it's the other Neville Dean I'm thinking of, I think he directed. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anyway, both kind of gonzo weird wacky movies. So yeah, yeah. They got they got it to a sense. They, you know, they agreed, they understood it, and they could translate the majority of it quite well to the yeah. screen. Again, it's just these added scenes needed to be again, they just clash with the rest of the film, and it's that's the disappointing thing about it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, Mark yeah, it was Mark Neville Dean. He's one of yeah. the producers. Yeah, he did crank. Yeah, I thought so. Oh man! And wow, it, and it has has that kind of energy though, doesn't oh, it? Oh my god! He guess who his wife is? No idea. Allison fucking Loman. Oh, of course. Oh, That's gosh. why she's in this film. Of that that checks out. Yeah. Can you do me a favor, love? We need somebody. Yeah. We sure. need you to shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that it all checks out. Now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, why is Allison Loman in this movie? Oh, okay. Got you now. You Got you. Well, that was good. Good on it. her. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. She needs a favor. You know, he and, needs a favor doing. Right. You know, and again, that was that's also explains why it's her last film, because she was done acting and her husband wants her to come and 
do a day. Yeah, exactly. come hang literally out. A day. Yeah, literally a day. She's yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's amazing. So no, that's all of that. I agree with everything that you said there, and I think mm. um, I just think it's it is just it knows what it is. It knows what it could be. I do think it's budgetary. Again, the sitting around talking the stuff that that doesn't work for us mm. doesn't work. But it's also like you don't have money. You already added the sure. nuns. You added this other thing. And again, you got the producer's wife who probably didn't get paid. You got your yeah. friend. You know the guy from from uh always sunny just show up for a day so like people are just doing you favors anyway i mean i don't know what kim kim coates i don't know if he's he's not technically listed as a producer i assume he probably got some money on the back end to do this um you know what i mean and again because it's it's on everything it's on pluto it's on tubi it's on all of those over the top streaming services and those will have it they always do if you watch movies on tubi and pluto like i do because there's just crazy banana shit on there they, commercial breaks are always at a weird spot and they're always about yeah. weird stuff. But that means that I'm all for that because like, give me free over the top streaming stuff. They don't edit it. They don't like cut it. There's no bleeping. It's like, this is yeah. rated R sign in to watch this. We're not going to like mm-hmm. let an eight year old just turn out, roll up on Tubi and watch this, but they do, you know, get their money back because they're, those commercials are going back to the artist. So I'm, yeah. I, I am all for a making a crazy film like this but again they didn't have they had some product i mean clearly not the budget of crank is what we're no, saying no, here and so because if we had the budget of crank i think those 20 minutes 15 minutes would have been replaced with another bit with another yeah. group of baddies or the end scene of this which is the end scene of the comic where there's the guys are like oh now that the cops are done and the fortune 500's gone blah 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 and then it's you know officer down you could have expanded that a little bit and like sure. given us yeah. like a, an outro a coda you could have mm-hmm. done a minute or an hour 10 or, and then give or, us a 10 minute out and i think probably could they they probably done the animated thing again cuz it's probably cheaper sure or that animated intro you could maybe have had that end scene expanded but at the front of the film and then mm. you and then you flash back and you go wrap it around you know, yeah and, and the you know gay but maybe officer gable's like uh officer dan's a great officer you know how do, how yeah. do i know that because of yeah. the day i met him and blah 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 that's been good too and then because yeah. you need gable but the other cops i just think they were cheaper there were no special effects all you do is stick them in uniforms and off they go so i understand yeah. why they did it it just sure. there were a few other things and again like one of my all-time favorite um and uh adaptations that that nobody saw or that did see but hated tank girl they Mm -hmm. ran out of money and so they just hewlett came in and just animated the end scene they're like we are not we can't afford them to go over this waterfall okay done you know and i still think tank girl for all of its flaws is glorious and i kind of think it might have actually been more successful if it had just been an animated film Hmm. but we wouldn't have gotten Lori petty's Bugs Bunny impersonation for 90 straight minutes. So um did you see have you seen Tank Girl? I've seen Tank Girl. I, I love I've Tank Girl. Seen Tank yeah. Girl. So uh, yes. <laughs> that was my first appearance on the network. Mm. On this I, very I, network. I, I listen I listened to it. I listened yeah, to it. Yeah, was, was that good. was my very first appearance was me coming on and and yet they they invited me to do my own show. Mm. You did it. Did you do it on Femon as well? Uh no, that was the other that was Tony Holt. Oh yes, it was Tony Holt and Ada. That was it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, knew, I, I knew Tony was in there, and I was I like, did, no. um, I was I like I'm sure someone's done it for the Canon Canon. I was my um. They would do things where you could recommend could have been a Canon to them. Ah, okay. And I listened to that show, so I recommended Tank Girl to them. So I've made two different podcasts cover Tank Girl, <laughs> doing God's work there. So absolutely, you are, you are. All right. Well, this has been good. So I think we've we've talked around it. We've gotten there. <laughs> Officer Down lives. 
there mm. is an end credit scene. Did you watch mm. to the end? I think I did, uh, but I'm struggling to remember what it was it's, now. That you just see a POV officer down walking through a hallway, and they're like, "He can't be." You hear the voiceover. He can't be the only one. Whatever. And then you just see a door, and it glitches. Ah. The end. So. Officer Down 2, no mm. one's going to see this. That's what the subtitle would be of that one. Um, you yes. know, but <laughs> I, I, I suspect Officer Down 2 will not be made. But no, not this point. It does think. end with it as, as all good comic book adaptations do. So we are at the part. Are we ready to do our final review? Spider Dan. Do it. Um, I, another thing that made me think of Crank when I was watching it yeah. is, is Corey Taylor at the beginning playing Headcase Harry. Oh, right. Like, yeah. I was like, this is like, um, this is like the lead singer of uh, Lincoln Park, um, being in the Crank movies, right, right. Ra- randomly, randomly turning up in those, like, oh, right, um, okay, fair, uh, but, again, but yeah, yeah, Slipknot, it's, okay. it makes it makes sense, it makes sense, it really does. And so, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the ranking system here on TV and movie reviews, they go like this: if it's the greatest film you've ever seen, which I think we've shown our cards a little, it goes to Asgard. If it's really good, it goes to Atlantis. If it's good but needs some work it's a hall of justice if it's meh but not the worst thing you've ever seen it hangs out with the devil in hell's kitchen and if it is the worst thing you've ever seen in the history of the world you send it off in a in a mirror to the phantom zone never to be seen again so spider dan Mm. where do you rate officer dan so i i don't think i i want to rate it as as low as that um I th- I think I'm going to go directly in the middle because I think as an adaptation of a comic book, I think it do- it is, you know, arguably it's up there with things like Watchmen, where it's like religiously like an adaptation. Like it it's, is, it's yeah, straight. I from was. The book. I'm glad you said that because I thought the same thing. I'm like, wow, this was mm. like a love letter a little to Zack Snyder's Watchmen too, because it's like scene for scene for scene, mm. like shot for shot, including yeah, that absolutely. opening scene. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that and that's what the the writer wanted, and that's what you know is an experiment for him. And and again, like it's it is a love letter, so it does have problems. Don't get me wrong. If you, I, I would kind of maybe fast forward through those cop scenes, or just or maybe go make yourself a cup of tea and come back when you hear the guns going off again, <laughs> um, as you will, as you would. Um, so I'm probably going to put it in the Hall of Justice. I think. Yeah, same. I think we're on the same page. I too thought Hall of Justice trilogies. It's not a. I actually went back and listened. I actually gave Tank Girl a. Um, objectively, Tank Girl is a Hell's Kitchen, but in my heart, so that's where I put it. But like in my right. heart, hmm. in my heart, hmm. Tank Girl is an Atlantis. Yeah. Right. And so, I, I feel bad for for putting Tank Girl, but again, I was it was new. It was a new rating system. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was cool. trying to. So I put it where I, I feel like I've, so this, it's all right, I've so, learned. Tony, it's okay. It's okay. Like I've you, learned you, over years. But there this... are there are times where we we choose like on, on the clone balls sometimes I'll pick a film that is maybe not as fun, but is there's more creative elements to it. Yeah. And I think it's maybe not necessarily like clone balls not about being a better film, but it's how we judge the film Correct. against each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, any, anybody has their own opinions on that, but yeah, sometimes I'll go for a really fun film, but then sometimes if a film makes me think more, I might go for that. So I I totally understand where you're coming from and your objectivity. And again, if it's one of your favorite films, then you're going to be like, well, I don't want to say it's the best thing. I don't want to do the thing again. Again, So you you said, okay, you know, as a film, but I feel, but I've grown from then. Yeah. And so while objectively this is a hell's kitchen, I am going to put it in a <laughs> hall of justice because 
it did all the things I needed to do. Coates is having all the fun. Yes. Meadow Williams, who plays Mother Superior, is at 11. She is, mm. and again, as we talked about, Sonia Ayambe's performance mm. as Zen Master Flash is yeah. exceptional. So I'm here. I'm here for those three performances, I think. So that just is enough to elevate it. It is clearly done on a, it, it, it made its $850 without a doubt. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the budget was, but it couldn't have been much more. I mean, I don't know. This, it is exceptional fun. So I, I recommend a watch. I don't know that I'll come back to it right away, but definitely sure. a hall of justice for me as well. So Chris and Dave, thank you for letting us do a house takeover. Spider thank Dan, you. did you know that shortly after, maybe within a month of this coming out on the Comics okay. and no- Motion Network, the 1000th comic and mo- Comics and Motion episode will air? Wowza. Wowza. Can you believe it? That is, that, that's insane to me. Like, uh, I, I just, that's a lot of content. It is. It's. We will have a thousand, and so we're going to do. Um, we're not. We haven't recorded it yet. No. Um, but by the time this airs, we will have already recorded it. It's going to be Chris, Dave, me, Max, Mike. Uh, because we were the original three that they spun off of, and we're going to just talk about that idea. And then we've got people in our Discord have posted comments and questions, and we're going to do that. And it'll be like a listener beg. It's going to be. Can you believe it? A thousand and that's crazy. Another weird confluence of events. Mm. Um, this comes out in mid January. My, I am fast approaching my fourth anniversary, not as a guest, but as my own show. In the wow. very first indie comic spotlight was I Kill Giants. It came out on February seventh, twenty twenty. Wow, time. So time flies. Time it flies. is very cool. So I'm just all of that to I, say. I am I've also met you through this. Yeah, you've. Tell I am me. also approaching my two hundredth episode. Uh, not Patreon or guest spots or anything. Right, like right. That, but, of course, same. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've guessed it, but like as a show that I created, a show that you created, yes. 200. Spider-Man. two hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy as well. That's crazy. And to I remember well. the epic one hundredth episode with it was I am Jack's musings. Yes, I met my biggest fan for the very first time. That was your first time. That was amazing. And are you having him on for two hundred? Well, you I've realized. I did a poll, and and you're you're one of the patrons, so I did do a poll uh, for the episode. So it was between um, it was between a few few options, and the top two were uh, Temple of Doom, us defending Temple of Doom because you, you and Andy, you Mike and and Scott shat on on Temple of Doom we while did. while while talking about, and I was like, this can't happen. This, this can't, is an this offense. This won't stand. This yes. won't stand. So I was like, right, well, who loves Temple of Doom? And, and Max Andy. was like, it's one of my favorite films. I know yeah. Andy loves it because he constantly quotes it. I love yeah. it. Um, and then I also put uh, one of the other options was the top five worst and best films I've covered on the podcast Nice with Jack. However, I've gone back and realized it was a tie between those two ideas. Unfortunately, I jumped the gun a bit. I said it was going to be the top five, but now I've realized it's not true. So I might have to put out another poll Maybe it'll be a public one. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see. Or maybe I'll let the Patreon decide again. Not quite sure yet. But maybe maybe a public one, because that'll be interesting. Get that'll be fun opinion. to see. Yeah, I think people... Yeah. Will, I, well, regard, I'm excited for that. Well, congratulations to you, Spider-Dan. Thank that you. is, is a you. testament to your, to, you. to your grindy work. And you, you grind it out. It's fun. It's a fun... It's, it is a labor of love. We make no money is, doing this. But we've met amazing people. I know you now. You're, and Absolutely. you, I heard... As mm-hmm. once we get past a thousand, or maybe just before a thousand, you oh, have okay. obviously co-hosted some comics motion shows with Tanya sure. Todd. You'll be mm-hmm. sitting in the host chair mm-hmm. coming soon. What is that? Yes. 
So we are, yeah, it may, may even, it may be this January. It may be this yeah, February. Yeah. It may be this March. They have said that X-Men 97 is out. And that is probably my intro to nerddom and geekdom. Uh, it's a, it's a, a show I love, the char characters I love, the ideas I love. Um, and it influenced me massively as a person, probably along with Robocop and Spider-Man and a few other things, but it kind of is who I am. And, and I thought it's coming back, you know, of, of all the Marvel properties that are coming out. It's the one I'm kind of looking forward to the most. The original writers are back. The original voices are back. If they're still alive, um, you know, some of them are departed, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be me and Max as co-hosts. So, so he's got an X in his name, so it was kind yeah. of perfect really. I mean, so, no doubt. So we're thinking maybe we'll do like maybe an episode zero where we look at the original show, maybe talk about our favorite characters and episodes, and then we'll, a look at the very last episode because it it leads directly on from that very last episode. Um, I won't spoil that last episode, but we'll we'll talk about it, I'm sure. And then we're going to try and have guests on, probably have you nice. on, Tonya, sure. and everybody, uh, and you know, see I what know they, how Keen. they feel. Dave loves that oh, show yeah. too. Yeah, it is a gateway drug. X Men '97 for people who are of an age, like I'm an mm. Xer, so I'm a little bit older than you guys. So I was already yeah. there. Like I didn't oh, need yeah. X Men '97, but for a lot of people, I mean, I liked X Men '97. I didn't need it though. Yeah. That was a bonus. Mm. Um, but for a lot of people, that was a gateway drug. One of my early yeah. guests, Thanos, um, who is a writer and comic artist, whose also name is Thanos, hmm. X-Men 97. He's from Greece. And that was his comp. And he like got a yeah. master's degree in comics, like for real. Like So X-Men 97 is a gateway drug hmm. for a ton of people. Um, so cool. I'm excited for that. Hmm. People are going to be yeah. here. And did you know that Dave, years ago, interviewed Roke? Really? Oh, he man. Is, she is a voice actor, um, but she's Canadian. And she's a, hmm. an MP in mm -hmm. canada like but wow. she's the state a working actor but she is a member of parliament and a wow. member of the canadian parliament That's talk crazy. to dave on the comics what of the thousand shows yeah I, I, they were all canadian i think it was like a canadian it was all canadian actors yeah um, and i remember they did the silver surfer cartoon because some of the voices returned i know the guy who voiced apocalypse voiced galactus in that nice that and then it. i yeah. and then i think she played tigra in Ooh. the Aven Avengers United They Stand, I think it was called. It was a very 90s Power Ranger-y version, but it did feature most of the West Coast Avengers, which I know you like. I I do. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. I love the West Coast Avengers. I mean... In, in, some, in some ways, I prefer them. In some, yeah, in some Lenora Zahn is her name. Yes. Yes, and so there is a clip of her saying, this is Rogue, and you're listening mm. to Comics in Motion out there somewhere in the ether you can wow. find it. So, yeah. I'm going to find that because that would yeah, be, yeah. be yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, so I, I'm I sure know... Dave will give it to you so you can play that at the beginning oh, of yes, each please. one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, member of Parliament and Rogue on the Comics in Motion Network. And then you, so maybe he can convince her to come back and you could... Oh, shit. Maybe. Maybe that'll Let's, be, we'll, be we'll awesome. Make that happen. Come on, Dave. Make it happen, buddy. Make it happen. All right. Well, anyway, so that is what you've got going on. You've got some Spider-Dan stuff. I'm going to come back on in February, and we're going to do mm. Sky Captain. Yes, Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. I can't wait for that one. Dude, I'm, I love that. I've literally, I know nothing. I've never seen it. I remember it coming out, but I, and I, I like the visuals, but I know nothing. This so is Danny be, B movies. That's what yeah, we're doing. Exactly. We're going to yeah. reintroduce or introduce people to another cult film. Yeah. What a performance. What a thing. And again, it's one of those ones where you're like early on where you think like Gwyneth Paltrow and Tara Reid are one step away from each other. Like it, Gwyneth Paltrow's performance in this. It's like, do you know, or yeah. is, are you that good of an actor? Um, 
I mean, I know Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I know she's got some legal problems at the moment, and I know her company is a bit dodgy as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, she she is who she is. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get into that on the. Podcast. We will. I can't wait. So that's coming up, <laughs> and I've got um after this, I've got we're uh, Jack and I are going to do criminal. Uh, we're mm. going to start the criminal run yes, by yeah. uh, Brew Baker and Phillips, yeah. and then Heath and I um are going to finally finish hard boiled. And then we're going to, we're considering doing, and I think we're going to do a legends of tomorrow series. I don't know if you ever watched nice. DC's legends of tomorrow, the, the show. And so I, I think what we're going to do is maybe record them. Like when we can do episode by episode, get them in the bit. Cause like he lives in Colorado and works third shifts sure. and our schedule's hard. So I think we're going to just try to start recording them like half an hour, 40 minute little episodes of us, like talking about call the show wave riders. So that'll be coming out. Cause that was my favorite Arrowverse show. Was, yeah. it was it was fun it was fun it um, knew I, what it was and another thing i wanted to mention is i've got a a, a candy man episode coming up Ooh. and you you covered that on uh on scott's show on the 20th, 20th century, century Geek. Geek. yeah for our and, story and time you, and you did the forbidden and the short story it was based on you talked yeah. about that and I, that's a wonderful podcast maybe leave that link in the show notes okay sure I, yeah I, that, I, I can't wait, recommend that i can't wait for your take on the candy man too so that's good we've got you know what that sounds like dan we're giving all that shit away for free I know free content. You know, we're amazing. Who gives, who gives shit away for free? Nobody. We do artists, artists, artists who want things seen, heard, and listened to, and and enjoyed. Yes, that's, that's right. What we do. That's one hundred percent. All right, thank you, my friends. So go to spiderdanandthesecretboards.com. Go to exactly. arfarina.com. Hear us, yes. see us, all of that. Slipknot. I assume we have to listen to some Slipknot before the, um, end of the show. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we have to, we have to play Officer Down. I think Officer it's like. Down! I, th- I think it might be called something else. I think it might be by Brainwash. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll play a I think it's a, I think it's a German band. I think it's a German band called Brainwash. I'll send you a link. Please. Thanks, Chris and Dave, and we'll see everybody later. Bye. Bye. Go fuck yourself. What in the? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jerome. Kneel before Zod. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. And me? Oh, hey. Hey.